Welcome back to Cargumentative, a show where four men who are not very big on Halloween have gathered on this scary night to talk about all things cars and automotive. I'm your host, Thomas Faulkner, and uh, tonight I'm joined by a special guest. What's his name? He's just uh, nodding there quietly. Yeah, yes, <laughs> I'm wearing a disguise. <laughs> um, uh, good evening, Thomas. Good evening. Nice to be here. Thank you, Matthew. Good evening, again. Nadav, once again, thank yes, second time, and... and Thank you to Mark, Mark Salomon, um, oh. Mark, Mark, Mark Salomon, and <laughs> and especially to to Paige. Thank you. Thank you. It's, um, it's a real. I put this on my CV. Mm. So that's Matthew Bond, and I'm Mark Paluta, and that I'm is Nadav. Nadav. Yeah. Nadav, you're very grumpy. Mark, yeah, so I'm super grumpy because I don't know why 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 I can't just get here yeah. without incident. It's like five minutes from my house, and yet I have to deal with five idiots on the way here. It's Halloween, dude. Yeah. Probably, you know, full moon, people are crazy. Alcohol. Yeah. The funny thing is they probably all say exactly the same thing as you. They're mm-hmm. getting wherever they're going. They're like, this open this car. <laughs> yeah. Idiot. It's <laughs> Halloween. Who the hell like Giant wing. Yeah. What is he compensating for? A racing yeah. car. Yeah, a racing a, car. A racing it looked like a racing car. It was like a Halloween. It was like Ghostbusters <laughs> car. Yeah. I could obviously probably put a body kit. Yeah. And like a Fiesta or something. Yeah. And he was fucking me driving fast. Yeah. You know, decisively using his indicators. What the hell was he thinking? This is Joe Berg. <laughs> yeah. That's right. Full Tupperware conversion. It's what so anyway to roll. <laughs> so, guys, so, news. Right. I, I don't know what's going on, Tom. You have because uh, you've been driving forklift trucks for the last two weeks. So, I don't know what's going on in the news. So, I'm relying on the. I'm going to be a listener today. Remind an us. opinionated listener. Well, luckily, I'm a professional. So, there you I've go. got a couple of oh, little right, news yeah. tidbits okay. for you. Um, we all like Korean cars. Well, some of us do. Oh, yeah. None no, of us we like Korean cars. That's, that's a pretty sweeping statement. <laughs> so moving right along. Yeah. Okay, right. Next news item. A little yeah. bit of Asian persuasion. Right. Uh, so <clears throat> anyway, um, Hyundai, Hyundai oh. confirmed today that uh, the like Sunday. the i30N is coming to South Africa. The, I- the i30N, which oh. is the Golf GTI beta. Yes. Will be here in January next year. Um, Hold me. Roughly I'm so excited. I can't actually handle myself right now. So oh, what? Wow. Why That's not? It's big news. Uh, yeah, it is big news. news. It I'm brings sorry, something different into yeah. Yeah. the normal boring. I agree. Yeah. Yeah. I don't mind their car. Really? It's yeah, cool. I think it's it's the Koreans bringing something to the Germans. If you go onto YouTube and you find there's a, some Australian channel, I can't remember what it's called, but they do a comparative, they, 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 they have a, a drag race between a Golf GTI and the i30N. Mm. I30N creams it over and over and over again. No, I've, I've watched some good reviews on it, yeah. but I wonder uh, how expensive it'll be. Well, they say who will part with golf money for uh, six hundred? What do you call it? Six fifty. A Hyundai. 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 Like Sunday. Hyundai. <laughs> Hyundai. Like Sunday. Hyundai. Hyundai. Sorry, but, yeah, how much is the Civic Type R? This uh, will be yeah. If this is anywhere near as expensive, it's it'll probably in the seven hundreds. No, it is not. It must be. Can't be. It's golf it GTR money. It's five fifty. No, no, it's, it's not. not. No, so Civic Type R is late six hundreds, maybe early seven. No wonder I've never seen one on same, the street. Same as, as as the R, probably. Exceptionally expensive, it is, but ridiculous. When you start looking at what it can do, mm. it's probably a better performance car yeah, than the, a lot of things that are cheaper or some more expensive. Even. I think that's the biggest problem with a Honda Type R, Civic Type R, is that we, is if you ever start looking, because it's 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 like it's literally like someone stuck 
19 fins on it. I saw one the <laughs> no, other day. No, it's over the top. There's it's no completely question. over the top. That's our biggest problem with it is that it, it, it's, it's, yeah. I mean, it's like looks, a kid's drawing. Yeah. It, I mean, it, you either love it or you hate it. But the bottom line is it's a performance car. Uh, it's very good. It's, it's so brilliant. 699,900 Rand for That's a four. Honda Civic. Yeah, you see it. And that price. And I'll buy a Hyundai. Why? But you're already scared off. You're not even going to go test drive and you're going to be like, mm, that's way too expensive. I'll buy a Golf. Wouldn't it be easy just to walk around in like a Star Wars costume? Yeah. <laughs> people then people would assume that you own Princess a, Leia a Type R, and they would go, "Oh, look, that guy owns a Type R." Yeah, like exactly. Like <laughs> you go out, you go to drive through. Doesn't matter what car you're driving. People go, "Oh, that guy must have a Civic Type R with the wings on it because he's he's in cosplay." <laughs> I think. <laughs> but it's a thought. Yeah. So I think that Hyundai needs to be four fifty. No ways, man. Yeah, of course. You can't even get a well-specced Audi A1 for four fifty. Still, it's it's Korean. I think it's going to sell because South Africans do like Hyundai's. No, they like cheap cars, and the Hyundai's are cheap. So it's going to be no, no, but there's, no, no, I, I disagree. I disagree. I think that there, there's a phrase that probably from the era of Top Gun age mm. restriction there or age announcement, Ooh. cheap Jap crap was the kind of horrible American phrase. Yeah, and we've moved from. Honda from that stage to becoming Honda becoming a world renowned brand producing some amazing stuff that's what 30 years at the same time it then shifted to Korean cars were rubbish mm. now you've got Hyundai and Daewoo and various others who have become mainstream brands in South Africa but taking serious market share still rubbish well, I don't no, know they're not. no they're not rubbish they're not rubbish no, and they now are. the Chinese no, cars have taken no, no, the place they where they were 10 years ago I don't know if they are rubbish they're not they're rubbish. rubbish like you get a 70 year warranty yeah you get that peace of mind car. Are they, no, it's not rubbish. No, it's rubbish. It's not. <laughs> I've driven them. They're all rubbish. They're not. Santa Fe is great. Tucson, great. No, I won't accept it. <laughs> it Let's is. move on. It's true. It's nonsense. <laughs> the the enforcer. Great. The enforcer. The enforcer. Okay, fair enough. No. <laughs> the Koreans no, are not where the Japanese are. But no, it makes no sense. That's not my point. They, they yep. are where the Japanese were no. when they were where the Koreans are now. They're not there yet. I agree with you, Matthew Barnes. Thank you. I agree with you. And I think they've got, I think they've, 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 they've climbed the evolutionary ladder quicker than the yes. Japanese did. Oh, yeah, definitely. Yeah. Luke Donkovolk as the designer pulling in there. Yeah, yeah. So, no, 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 the, cars, they, the cars are better looking and they stand behind them with their warranties. Yeah. They're very attractive packages. It is. And I mean, look, I know people that have had them and had no crap, 200,000 Ks. Easy. They just keep going. But they're not particularly nice to drive or sit in, but they do go forever. So, but they're getting better to drive, and that's important. Yeah, I think every time I drive a new one, their they fittings get and fixtures are getting a bit more quality, and yeah, they're getting there. They offer things like Apple CarPlay for free, where BMW charges you a million rand. So, yeah. yeah. Do you have anti steering wheel? Oh, sorry, this is extra. <laughs> this is extra. <laughs> Speaking about the Germans, the Germans, yeah. Here's a nice little segue. Uh, we all like Porsches here. Really? We all drive them. Oh, we do. We do. Look at that. Uh, Porsche 992 is finally getting a seven-speed manual gearbox. Very cool. Um, and it's launching in America first. <laughs> makes no We're sense. Yeah. In the beginning of 2020 and then filtering oh, through to the UK market and elsewhere. That's interesting. A stick shift in America. What units are they selling? You, you're a professional. I what kind so. of units of 992s are they selling? The total numbers. So what would they sell in the States? Well, I think they'd sell more in the States than anywhere else. Well, it's the smallest, I mean, it's the smallest batch of the, of the cars. They sell more, uh, more boxes, not Cayens. more Caymans. Cayens. Cayens. Cayens box to combined is usually half of what the 911 sells. Really? Really? Yes. So it's still that popular. Well, mm. oh, okay. So what then is fourth behind the Cayenne, Panamera, and McCann? McCann's very popular. 
I think that okay, so yeah, 11 so is a big seller. Okay, uh, I think stand to be corrected 30 something thousand units a year. Yeah, 34,000 units. Yeah. Whereas a Macan is like 90,000 units. I don't know. But yeah, the Macan fact that the American market is the, is where they're going to launch the manual mm, is, goes against everything we believe about the American market. I don't agree. Haven't if they always... A 10%, if there's a 10% demand for a manual gearbox there, yeah, okay, so think how many numbers, people that is. It's, it's a numbers. massive market. Yeah, it's a huge market for them. If they want how many Ford the doctor tonight? <laughs> how many Ford F-150s do they make? They were like making <laughs> one, a, one a minute or something. One a minute. So, okay. so I, I a, get that. There's a big number. There and, and Japan, I'm sure, would be huge as well. But it's very interesting. I mean, why? what's going on with Porsche? They must have something else up their sleeve to allow them to go to the the, um, the, the cost of, of going to hey, putting this, this money behind a Manuel 992. I when the vast majority of their market is, is, is PDK. I think, so, I, think that, yeah. I think that the GT cars have been proving that actually there's money to be made there. The enthusiast will pay. And there's a sort of a small halo effect as well where, ooh, that's the GT3 that was available with a manual. That's GT3 is okay, even if I get it. It has cred. It's got cred. Um, I don't don't think they've regretted once putting that six-speed manual in the GT cars. I think it's old cars. Um, So Ferrari, and and comparatively, sorry, on that point, Ferrari, no no more manual. Lamborghini, nothing. No more manual. Maserati. No, gone, long time ago. Alfa. But they no. do. The, the QV you can get in a manual. manual. But the uh, Munich neighbors no. is this week. The Munich neighbors of Stuttgart. Yes. yes. So yes. the BMW yes. motor in Verka. The, um, no so more, they, more. They, they were saying that their next generation of M cars, they're really? developing a manual gearbox. Well, there you go. Mm. So I think they've been watching very closely and seeing that there is a segment of oh. the market to be catered for. Mm. Um, and so and the manual 992... Um, I think it appeals. No, but you're not. In the South African market, they don't sell them. I know the the 991.2 GTS, Mm. they sold two Two. in South Africa. Two manuals. But I have a a question. Uh, It it wasn't put forward by me. It was put forward by a journal I was reading this week. Would you rather have a crappy manual or a very good dual clutch? Would I rather have a? Say that again. A crappy manual. You know, like a bad feeling shift and a horrible clutch or a very good PDK I'd rather have the manual still really I'd PDK, PDK. I'm not sure nah. in fact I mean if I was buying a 992 in what car in, in a 911 in a performance car I'd always rather which have the manual which car though I'd always rather imagine so if, that, if, man, man, if that manual irritated you every time you changed no, the car very hard to make a bad manual these so days. So I think I would wait to hear what the reviews of that new manual yeah. box are. So like. so I'll I mean I'll tell you I've I've driven I've driven that seven. Finally, manual. someone who knows what they're talking about. Yeah. Finally, <laughs> it's not Goodness. a it's not a particularly nice manual gearbox. That you, seven you've driven speed. the one in the GTS. Uh, I've also driven that. No 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 in the 911T. So oh, it's the same so one, yeah. when the T came out, we all flew down to, to the Cape and we did passes and stuff. And they had a PDK version and they had the manual version. Yeah. And I didn't enjoy my time in the car as much as um, when I had it with PDK. Really? So the manual, I, I don't like the manual gearbox. I don't like the seven speed. To me, it doesn't work. If you're going to have a manual, just have it as a six speed. But I found I was driving the car harder and faster and enjoying the drive more with the PDK box. Mm-hmm. And that wow. is where I would put my money. I see, but, but let me tell you, the 911T is the wrong car. It's not. So I've driven a manual 911T, and I drove that back-to-back with a 991.2 GTS manual. Different car. You need more power. You've got to leave the rev matching on because it's fun. And it was a brilliant gearbox. 
The, the 911 T to me was is not a great Porsche. It's a great Porsche. I really don't. It's like the it. one to have. See, this is why we're here. It's the one to have. I really disagree. I think it's Excellent. underpowered. It's, it's the right amount. No, you need more power, Tom. Always you don't, more man. power. You don't. Power. Lighter and better cornering prowess. Over to the doctor. So, well, one of the examples given over by the same person who was arguing for a good dual clutch over a mediocre manual is Jaguar F-Type. Mm. Okay, so that okay. Well, that's I mean, it's not a dual clutch. It's, it's a good auto box. Good it's box. A very very good auto box. And when it came out with only an auto box, no one really complained. Yeah, there was the odd, oh, we wish it was a manual. But that ZF auto box did, did the, the business. It did it and the, the paddles were responsive and it was a great auto box. And then they brought out the manual. And the truth is that it didn't garner much praise. It, didn't, it wasn't particularly good manual. It didn't add anything to the F-type driving experience. And so... Again, that brings me back to, is it a manual? I know that we all car enthusiasts and manuals the only way, but I'm, I'm wondering in 2019 if it's a manual no matter what. I think it's... Because a crappy manual... Divides mm. people. I think you... I don't like PDK. I love PDK. I think it's one of the best. It's, it's so boring. It's not. You can concentrate more I, on driving the car, I should placing say I the don't car, like braking. automatic sports cars. Because it takes away you can drive it manually. your you engagement can, with the car. No, you can no, no, pretend no, no. you're at, at no, Lamar. No, Michael you, Schumacher, you, you can't. Can pretend you. It's not the same thing. Says the, man who put, says the man who put his own money on a 147 Sally Speed. Because at the time, it was at the thing the to have. Time. I admitted it was the wrong thing to do and when, quickly sold it for, an, for a manual. When you drove that car <laughs> for the first time, did yeah. you wear your, your red? Mike Ferrari Schumacher, yeah. Decra branded. Like a Russian admiral. <laughs> you know, like I said in the yeah. last episode, I had to take people for drives in that car. Oh my God, is this like Formula One? It's exactly like Formula exactly One. Like oh, what's the next news item? Mm-hmm. Minutes between getting um, I think before you order your manual 992, wait for the reviews and just see what kind of a manual it is. I'm telling you now get the pdk mm. you'll be a happier person moving along uh, leave the manuals for me yeah good choice My. uh psa group merging yes. with fca, FCA big so Peugeot opal citroen merging with fiat chrysler which is your favorite company fiat and alpha all in one with really chrysler merging. and maserati yeah this union will create the fourth largest automotive group after volkswagen toyota and the renault nissan mitsubishi Alliance. Okay, so just remind me, who's in the first PSA? Is who? Peugeot? Peugeot, Opel, Citroen, Vauxhall, DS. Really? Mm. I mean, that that's like that's like getting a Christmas present. You know when you do Kris Kringle at the office or Secret Santa? <laughs> yeah. And you're like, cool, what did we buy? And then you realize that actually it's just like chromed plastic. Mm. And you just basically got... Nothing. I mean, if you look at that yeah. portfolio, I'm sorry. That's terrible. They have done nothing. Mm-hmm. And with all due respect, Fiat Chrysler as well have just leaned. Mm-hmm. I mean, I think that the 500 was like someone that they, were, they, were, they didn't pay attention and it happened. Yeah. But they just, they've made no contribution to, auto, to, to the automotive world. Alpha a little bit recently. Yeah. Got a bit of a heartbeat. But the rest, mm-hmm. I mean, seriously. 
Yeah. I mean, I was driving behind the Citroen Cactus the other day. I quite like the Cactus. What's wrong with the Cactus? I mean, come on, guys. <laughs> I like Seriously. It. It's, nice. it's got it's foam quirky. on the side of its, it's doors. Clever. It's, it's clever. clever. We live don't in have a to worry about it. Exactly. You can park it anywhere. I don't have to park miles away at the shopping mall. I, I can, can now park, park outside the exit. It's so ugly that care. people actually, it's it's so ugly that you don't need the padding on the doors because people actually avoid it. <laughs> Especially if it's in that like nuclear green. Oh, I was but so, so what do the other guys have to have to offer? What does Opel have to offer that? Well, what does Peugeot have to offer? Uh, Opel, a terrible car. Opel actually makes brand. pretty good cars to drive. I mean, the, Isn't that General the Peugeots, the Peugeots are good. Isn't that General Five, Motors? The 5008, the 2008, they're nice cars to drive. They're good. Surprisingly good. No, but nobody know. buys them. No one's bringing anything special. I, I agree I with like you. the Citroens. I like the design of the Citroens. I think they stand out. They look, they look interesting. They, so uh, fundamentally, why are people not buying them? I mean, having had some experience with these brands before, they've yeah. got some decent marketing yeah. somehow. They've got a product that's no better or crapper than some of the other brands out exactly. that people seem to like. And they just they just kind of stumble from one thing to the other. Why, why is that? It's, it's because people think they're flaky. You know, like Citroen just packed up and said, right, we're out of South Africa. And then well, they that came might back. be a reason that people don't buy the cars. And then they went away again, and now yeah. they've come back again. Yeah. So it's like the third time they're coming the back. Yeah. Peugeot as well, like not renowned for great aftermarket yeah. service, uh, expensive Why? parts. Only because they lost my car. It's <laughs> not a big car. deal. Did they lose your car? Oh, I'll leave that for later. <laughs> Automotive horror stories. Oh, yeah. I just, I Alpha, about that. Alpha and service also not great, so... We've got a merger of some not so great brands. Maybe oh. some, maybe yeah, two negatives make a. You're right though. Someone pointed out. Someone did actually point out that that whole portfolio has almost no shining stars. They're not market leaders. None of those brands are market leaders in any segment. But they so haven't shown any sign all of mediocrity. Life. I mean, it's so, weird. so it, exactly. Yeah. So for me, it's it's almost like bad loans. It's like okay, cool. We'll yeah. package off bad loans. Yeah. Um, toxic loans, and we'll put them over here and give mm. some poor sod lots of money to try and turn it around. Um, Maybe old Gosen is now keen for a, another job, but um, but no, I mean Alpha's done beautiful. The 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 um, the, the Julia the Julia's great car, the like the four C. Yeah. But well, the, the, I mean Renault well, with the Alpine. But the rest, I mean well, to be Renault, honest with you, I mean Renault's it's a different portfolio. On the different, on, yeah. on the Renault Nissan. Yeah, but what I'm saying is Renault's not doing anything particularly interesting. But at least there's the Alpines there. Mm. Whereas Peugeot, they haven't even done a a concepty a Nissan GTR. No. But maybe that kind of stuff hopefully mm. is in the pipelines. Hopefully after this merger they start saying, right yeah. guys, sluice gate of awesomeness. Do some good <laughs> shit. We, I must they say, you know, where, accountant. You, you know where it might help is in South Africa because if you think about yeah. consolidating all those dealerships in yeah. CA and PSA, Big time. that just might give them enough. <laughs> Put 12 of them together and hope for one good one. Yeah. <laughs> well, they just, yeah. You know, it might just make the yeah. financial case solid enough for them all to stay. Yep. Which is nice. We it's like variety, point. and they do make certain nice cars. They do. Um, uh, producer Paige is whirling her hand okay. around, Fine. saying, she need so, a wee. I think so, something like that. Beans well, of sweat. We, we've been too slow. Something on her brow. I'll just. Uh, you're, the, you're the professional here. I am. Well, so maybe I'm you and Paige to need to talk about a strategy. We do, we do. Uh, finally, <laughs> fuel price is going down in November. That's awesome. I can drive I need the to SC go up in December, around yeah. the block. Um, <laughs> you can drive the SC around the block. Lamborghini is going to space to go and test um, materials. 
for future models. That's of course they cool. are. They are. Um, and this, uh, this, uh, this, uh, this uh, spectacular new career. This, this uh, uh, what's it called? Metallic yellow. It's not, doesn't see the eyeballs enough. So we're going to go to space. We're going to blind the sun with the new paint schemes. Oh, uh, Our sails are falling off in in Equatorial Guinea. <laughs> in the latest Paul Dictators with second brand. Can can you do a brand a Brad Binder impersonation? Because no. he just mm. got his face on a Red Bull can. Yeah. yeah. It's a big deal. Yeah, it's a big My deal. wife That's got a can delivered to her. Me today. too. You did you? I did. Oh, nice. Free Red Bull. What? It's brilliant. And all I did was Instagram it. That's right. Yeah, like it. So that's 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 one of the world's biggest media. And you got a South yeah, African like, flag. It's the other coach. I did. Exactly. For the rugby on Sunday. Yeah. I mean a Saturday. Brad Bender's doing some good Sunday, stuff. Saturday, whatever. Yeah. Oh, he's, he's you guys have got a man crush on Brad. Proper mm-hmm. man. Well Mike does. Mike does. Mike has he kind of squirms uncomfortably. That's it for news, guys. Thanks. We'll be back. We will be back shortly. Racial identity politics, a phrase that has the potential to start an argument in just about any situation. That's why we're starting it first. Let's Start an Argument is a unique and insightful podcast series about the meaning of race to us today. Presented by researcher Cecilia Koch and Doctor of Philosophy Jason Werbeloff, the series aims to spark rational argument and meaningful discussion around this controversial topic. Find Let's Start an Argument now on the Cliff Central app, cliffcentral.com, or wherever you get your podcasts. Welcome back to Cargumentative. Thanks for having us back. You're welcome. Uh, Mark? Yeah? Nadav? Yeah. You guys were all invited to come to the Jaguar Land Rover Experience Center today in yeah. Lone Hill, but uh, nobody could come. Very no. disappointing. Yeah, yeah. we Sorry. had day jobs. Mm. I would have loved to have come. Mm. Is I that Kyle No, so it started off at the Jaguar Land Rover Experience Center, which is in Lone Hill. I don't know if you guys have, I have been there. seen it. No. Yeah. Well, I've no. been to it before it was... I mean, it was just an off-road course. Well, this is proper now. I mean, they've got like a they've got a big building as one does. Um, they've got a restaurant. They've got conference 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 Yeah, I'll you know I'll get there eventually. Do they have drip trays in the parking lot? They do for old Land Rover Defenders, and and you can buy those at the gift shop as well. And one life, live it. Stick exactly. One life, live it. Yeah. Yeah. You can have that tattoo. They have an in-house tattoo, <laughs> which is also very good. No, oh, but seriously, yeah. it's it's. We're going to be cute. Oh, big serious. Yeah. It's quite a cool place. They've got a um, a skid pan. So if you want to go there and and try out a car, you can go there and say, listen, I want to drive an F pace or an F type. Um, you can have a skid pan session. You can yeah. go onto the dynamic handling track and do a whole little. That's like, cool. A slalom. I thought the track. official term was f pace. Pace. Yeah. I don't know. Am I wrong? Have I been saying it wrong? F type. Have I been saying it wrong all the time? Yeah. Yeah. You have. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Okay. So it's to put an E in front of it. <laughs> yeah. Oh. yeah. But no, here's a question. Why yes. Why would they have gone to all that expense? Yeah. Okay. And not have simply gone and, and fulfilled Toby's long-term plan, which must be to say, mm. here is a theater of motor ring purchasing mm. sport. Put their dealership at Kailami. Why wouldn't they have done that? I don't know. Maybe because of the expense. Isn't well, I mean, but as opposed to benefiting from all of that, there's all of that stuff is there mm. versus going and building your own premises in Lone Hill. 
Well, I'm, I mean, they've always had that land. And, yeah, and and and, they and they've always had that off-road course, so it was just a natural thing, you know. Um, let's expand it. And Crawford, Crawford is right there. It is, it is. <laughs> the junior and the senior school. So yeah, there's so I mean, no. I mean, practically speaking, there's like why Toby built in Sunning Hill. Yeah, that's right. So it just keeps ticking over the sales as they come out of school. Yeah, you know, they have oh, a rush. Old mine. You know, after they drop off the kids and. You can go have a cup of coffee and and go drive a pace, but um, no, it's it's actually quite a cool thing to have, and I think more more brands need to have this kind of thing where you can go and you can experience live the brand uh, before right. buying. It's a good idea, and you can get a you know. I remember I once went to test drive a Discovery Four. Yeah, at Four Ways Land Rover at that stage. Or uh, one of them. on the corner there. Yeah, they, they took me. They took me yeah. to that off-road course. I mean, it was just a test drive, and the yeah. guy's like, "No, we're going here and proper, full-on it's test quite, drive off-road." It was an experience. It was brilliant. It's quite a gnarly course. They're actually doing <coughs> some uh, building there today. But as ju- as a test drive, a test drive experience mm. of a four by four vehicle, brilliant. Yeah. So I get what you said. Did saying. you buy the Discovery Four? You know, I was very tempted. Eh? Yeah. I'm still looking at one now, actually. Just it wasn't a manual, though, so he couldn't. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> you know, I refused. Uh, he doesn't look close enough to park view, so he can't. Also. It was actually called can't park view. <laughs> <laughs> that's why I'm amazed. They should actually, they actually all won't park view. That's, that's what I call it. Because speaking about Jaguars, Land Rovers, Range Rovers, Prados, mm. um, it's nice to know that once in their lives, they are actually used in their real, what the environment that they're designed for, mm. which is, so maybe on the test drive, they go to the, the technical course, and then after that, it's basically how do I maneuver a five and a half thousand ton SUV into a parking so that I'm actually trying to demonstrate to people that I don't give a shit and I'm too rich and too important <laughs> to have even tried. To even try, yeah. so that's, it's can't I, park you, you actually. I believe, park, uh, yeah, Mr. Barnes, you are a proud owner of a Discovery Four. No, I'm not. not. It's Discovery Three. I was in, I was married with a with a with a prenup. So actually, technically, it's my wife's car, not mine. The, your uh, name is not appear no, anywhere on the license. No, okay. it's not. It's and it's a lovely. It's, I love that. I love that car. I do love it. I think it's a. It's a. That's why I'm so irritated. Horror stories. Joking mm. earlier, that they destroyed it with the um, with the new, with the discovery. It's it's terrible. I mean, one today. It's like that car, the the four and mm. the three and the four. And that iteration. I mean, it's, could have conti- it's a lovely, good looking. It's, it is it's a good looking car. car. It's nicely. It drives nicely. It's mm. brilliant for its purpose. It's got mm. serious off road cred. And then they go and. Stuff they go and get up. it with the forceps. It's like they pulled it out with the forceps. And just, I mean, it's terrible. <laughs> it really terrible. is. I mean, how somebody well, could sign that off and say, you know what, this is actually great. Yeah. I love the rear. I love what you've done with the rear. Yeah, how, it's so zany. And yeah, yeah. It's how brilliant. confused were they? How, Especially anyway. when you've got some lovely stuff happening with Jaguar. Yeah. But that, to your point about the F or the E or whatever it is. Well, and the Velar looks good. I think the Velar yeah, looks, looks, yeah, looks lovely. Yeah, it does and look the Evoque looks good. The, uh, yeah, it always Sorry? It does. What? Could you Evoke. drive a Evoke. Evoke. Did you drive a Pace? So, yeah, what did you drive? Tell us. So Svr. we did we did some skid panning and we did some dynamic handling, which was fun. But then we all moved to Kalami, which is a, a very nice track to drive on. Yeah, as you guys probably know. Have you been around it? Uh, I haven't been on the new one. Matthew hey. Barnes, you've been no. I okay. have. Not on the new one. Have, yeah. I've done many laps around there. It's lovely. It is. So when you get a chance to go and drive cars, because it doesn't come around often. You say, cool, I'll be there. So we, 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 we got to drive, what? I'll just have a, a day job. Yeah. I wanted to say, cool, I'll be there. And I, I promise you. you that I didn't have more fun at my day job today. You could have just said I had explosive diarrhea. I Everybody would have just <laughs> said, right, that's fine. I don't <laughs> want to know anything diarrhea. more. I could it's have done. said that, but yeah. I didn't. So I'm too nice. Anyway, so we got to drive um, the special vehicle 
um, portfolio. Of the SVRs. The SVRs. Of, uh, Special Vehicle R. What does R stand for? Uh, spelling mistakes. Racing. Racing. <laughs> Radical. <laughs> <laughs> Roaring. Because they are very, they're very they're shouty. loud. They're very, shouty. Very, yeah. yeah, they are. Uh, so we drove uh, Range Rover Sport, the Velar. Uh, then we moved on to the Jaguars, did the F, F-Type uh, SVR, which was really cool. Rip, fast, nimble. That's on the shortlist for us. Yeah. yeah. But what impressed me the most, I must say, after that whole day on the track was the Jaguar I-Pace, the all-electric SUV. I thought that car went around a track incredibly well for what it is, considering that it's basically a an electric people mover. Hmm. But because the weight is so low down in the, the chassis, batteries in the bottom, it changes yeah. the fundamental dynamics. Of yeah, the it just corners flat and yeah. it just feels nicely weighted and set up in the corners and it accelerates like you can't believe. I mean, I was... So it's a flat acceleration. There's no, yeah, it's a flat acceleration. Completely trip. instantaneous. Yeah. So you had all that torque from like zero RPM. And I mean, so I was... exactly like a forklift or a golf cart. Exactly like that. So imagine your forklift. Yeah. But just like, you know... More. Yeah. Okay. With lever. Um, leather <laughs> and, and a shouty <laughs> what shouty noise does it make system. is it like no, the Taycan that has like a little soundtrack popped into yeah, the speakers I actually can't remember I was just it's just quiet it's just like this very quiet tire noise tire noise and they've they've proven very popular here I mean they've they sold uh, let me just think about that two zero <laughs> <laughs> not because a single one I haven't seen not one, one to date yeah. it's because ESCOM yeah. But they, they made a huge capital outlay on the charging system. Did they? Uh, yeah. So, so now I'm wondering where, where it's where ever growing as well. They I keep know, on installing new things. Where all that money is being absorbed. Yeah, but it's coming. So it's, it's coming. An, it's it's inevitable, I suppose. Okay. But I mean, it's been. So just so you know, SVR stands for Special Vehicles Operations. Oh, that makes. That's official. No, SVO. That's SVO. That's SVO. I know, but that's what it says on the, on the website. Yeah, <laughs> just shake your head. So, like and a, just, like to, just to be absolutely turbo. sure, take in Turbo S. Turbo S, yeah. They, they didn't bring the project date. No, they didn't bring. Mark I'm was very disappointed. Pulling your leg. But, the, yeah. but I'll just say again that I-Pace, I was actually following one yeah. in the F-Type. And on the straights, you'd come out and you'd be quite close behind it. And you would m- mash throttle down in the in the Jag. In the V8 one. In, yeah. And the I-Pace would, would keep that you know, it's a distance. Really? Yeah. It is. It is. And you wouldn't eventually catch it. You would, but uh, just coming out of the corners, uh, like it would maintain the distance between, talk. it was, yeah. It's because your, impressibly fast your car. old wooden car is fumbling with gears and things and that's just gone. No gears. It's brilliant. Oh. Well, I suppose you just think about, you know, we've only really in the last five years started to, to mm. properly invest in these cars to start saying, okay, how can we differentiate? Mm. So, I mean, it's a bit like looking at the early days of the computer, the PC. Mm. Um, yeah, what what will happen five years' time? Can you imagine? Oh, there will be. I mean, everything will. Everyone, well, in 10 years' time, everyone here will have something electric, I'm sure. I'll probably have a first-generation Leaf by then. No, <laughs> you'll have your Prius. Classic Finally electric car. <laughs> you'll be the only guy stuck with a hybrid. Prius is a great car. Yeah. Anyway. Um, so you enjoyed yourself. I did. Thank you. What was the highlight? The iPass. Oh, iPass. I really enjoyed that iPass. I thought it was a very dynamic and fun car to you drive. You didn't go any of their saloons or anything like that? Uh, no, no. It was F, F-Pace, mm-hmm. F-Type, uh, iPass, and the fast Range Rovers. Oh, okay. Well, if anyone's listening from Jaguar, thanks for inviting us. Sorry we couldn't yeah. make it. 
Yeah. Next time, maybe you can give us more than two days' notice, and we'll do our best to be there. Maybe yeah. next time you can so. work on a better excuse. Yeah, I'll try. Yeah, <laughs> I'll work on it. Explosive right. diarrhea. Always works for me. And on that, we're going to have a break, and we'll be back soon. Guns, an essential tool in self-protection or a catalyst for criminality. CliffCentral.com presents GunCast, a podcast that unpacks the divisive issue of gun ownership in South Africa. Join legal expert Martin Hood as he hosts a series of talks with both sides of the gun lobby. Whether you support the right to carry guns or you believe they're a destructive tool that society could do without, GunCast will enlighten and challenge you in equal measure. Find GunCast now on the Cliff Central app on cliffcentral.com or wherever you get your podcasts. Welcome back to Cargumentative. Guys, it's Halloween. In America, it's a big deal. In South Africa, not so much. What is is the actual Halloween thing? I don't know. Matthew Barnes might know. I do know, but I'd prefer it if you guys guessed. No, I didn't guess it. Did your own research and came back. That way you'll remember the experience. I'll give you a hint. Okay. It's got to do with pumpkins. If <laughs> <laughs> only there sweets. was a device that one could hold a in A small handheld device. Small. Well, we've discussed that before. I'm a not handy. sure there's a market for it. <laughs> <laughs> so basically it was, it, was a, it was a conspiracy. Okay, And all, all the chocolate and sweet companies in America had a deal going with dentists. Okay, oh. And um, to get the dental industry going in America, they decided to have this, this, this holiday where you encourage copious consumption of candy, candy and stuff. And that Is in that turn true? would make people's teeth rot and boost the dental industry, which wow. was very beneficial for the... I didn't know that. And exactly the same time, obviously the dentist said, well, what's my incentive? And so they didn't, couldn't come up with an incentive. So then they spoke to Mercedes-Benz. And Mercedes-Benz said, yeah, there's the C220 diesel. (laughs) (laughs) And that's how how the C220 diesel came to being, and that's how Halloween became commercial. Yeah, Uh, all makes sense now. There you go. Completely uh, amazing. What a story, Matthew. Uh, You're an amazing storyteller. (laughs) What what are we in for here? Well, well, you know, Halloween, scary. I thought we could talk about automotive horror stories, you know, anecdotes. Um, cars that shouldn't have come back from the dead. Okay. Stuff I've like got that. A, do you want me to start us off? I would, yeah, I've if got you've something. got something. I've got a couple. I can cool. come back to me later. If Let's do it. Time, no, no, it's nice. So, uh, a few years back, and my wife reminded me of the story, actually. Um, a few years back, I was just starting out in the classic car world. Mm. I decided that um, classic cars was where I wanted to put my, my hard-earned extra money. Um, and But... You know, it wasn't a very large amount, so I was limited uh, into in what I could buy. And um, I've I've got a sort of a penchant or a weakness for old Mercedes cars, good cars, uh, lovely cars, oh, and the best. I I was interested in a 450 SLC. So good value, yeah. So at the time, was it not that you were interested in a 450 SL, but could only spend SLC money? Yeah, sure. So I had a good, uh, I had a good memory of SL of an SL 450, 450 SL. Used to watch Dallas. Uh, well, um, 
And yeah, absolutely, they were quite expensive at the time. But yeah. the SLC, which is the coupe version, which is the C107, not the R107. The red-headed stepchild. We, we don't have to talk about it. So the red-headed stepchild of the SLs, <laughs> uh, the Dallas SL. And that's what I was looking for. And I was, you know, poking around, Joburg, driving a couple, knew what I wanted. And a friend of mine's dad is a second-hand car dealer. And... He's a great guy. I've now known him for over 30 years. But he's one of the scariest individuals you'll ever meet. He is gigantic. He's dark. He's imposing. He speaks with foreign accent. He <laughs> he doesn't sounds amazing. He doesn't use many words. Does he smile a lot? Never smiles. Never smiles. Yeah, that's intimidating. No. So basically you're buying a used Mercedes from a Russian gangster. That's kind of that is exactly what Good it plan. feels like. Good you know, plan. He walked into the kitchen one day and he says, you like 63 Valiant? <laughs> <laughs> and the truth is, I didn't know what that was. <laughs> but you didn't want to even I admit was, to knowing I anyone so called 63 Valiant. Never met him, sir. He's a very intimidating gentleman of exactly the Russian gangster. So anyway, <laughs> I get amazing. word from my friend that his dad actually has this SLC on his lot. That's exactly what I'm looking for. <laughs> Sounds like a good one. Uh, are you interested? I said, yes, this is kind of what I want. He says, fine, he's going to bring it home for you and uh, come pick it up and you can test drive it. Great. So I meet him at their house and uh, he says to me, ah, you like Mercedes? Here is key. Enjoy. Uh, just don't open the boot. No, no, really. No serious. That is what he said. <laughs> That's amazing. Yeah. Did you ask why? I did not ask you why. You don't ask questions. I did not open the boot. Uh, I drove the car. I gave the keys back. Um, I ended up purchasing the car. Um, Still hasn't opened the boot. <laughs> I immediately checked the boot and there was nothing and no strange stains either but you know no one's saying anything so and that was it. That was, that's my that's an amazing story plastic cheating <laughs> that's yeah, right I mean he might have been a true professional you know so he might have but who knows don't that's cool was stuff clunking around because I would have gone around a, a traffic circle quite fast yeah and then try to see if I could make it things in like the back a, you know more like a dull thud yeah. you know like almost a you know, <laughs> was know, it repetitive sure. like <laughs> <laughs> it, it became more more and more insistent as yeah. as the drive go on, went on you know exactly could have just been know. a big cushion or something <laughs> <laughs> yeah wow. maybe he was into crochet for the wife so that's so that was, crochet that was and you didn't want car. you to know the funny <laughs> thing about that car is um, it's the car that I miss most how long did you have it for? Really? A, a two or three years. Really? And man, I what saw color it, was it. It was red, which Ooh. is not a good color for an SLC. But you know what? You never Retrospectively, seen it was a good one. There was nothing wrong with a it. 450. Yeah, it drove great. I did a couple of things to it, and it was fine. And now they're worth like 250 grand. Wow. And I sold it for 23. Unbelievable. Sure. That's, that's the true horror story. Cool. Sold for 23, but to be fair, you probably would have spent about 150, 200 grand on it over the last 10 years. I, yeah. don't, I don't know about that. Yeah. Less it, than it a Porsche, though. There was nothing wrong with it. Yeah, yeah absolutely less than what I spent yeah. in the cars to it's come. It's got a yeah. big, unstressed V8. Yeah. Four speed, right? Three speed. Three speed auto. Yeah. Same gearbox that you got in a 928. Mm. 
Give or take. Pretty much. Good rag. So that's my heart. I've got another good one. But I like. I alluded to it earlier, but I'll I'll tell you. Let's let the other guys get it. Well, the other guys got nothing. Well, I got nothing. Bonds. Come on, you got something. Come on, it's Halloween. It's Halloween. Scary car story. In this context, I can't think of anything. I'm tired of from driving forklifts. Bonds of a guy. It's a horror story. Yeah, it is. Well, well, I I have a horror story which which I inherited a little yellow twelve seven five Clubman. Um, and it was my my well, my first car actually. That's a cool car. A very cool it's car. A very it was a great no, car. It was cool a first car. Great great car. Um, yeah, and I had it, and I was um, when I was studying in Cape Town. And as far as I know, as far as I know, I still did have a bit of a uh, don't have a full picture of what exactly happened. But I was at a party um, at a at a very nice house up in the top of. Uh, Bantry Bay or something um, and it spent quite a bit of time there at the party and um, my car was there and, and was there a jacuzzi? there was a jacuzzi of course there was there was a jacuzzi um, did you imbibe? what drink in the jacuzzi you never do that no I'm saying what the jacuzzi water no, no that's not yes that's oh exactly drinking right. oh right yes drinking alcohol no um, no no were there girls? I may, uh, there were girls that's nice only there were girls. Jacuzzi party I've ever been to just been guys. <laughs> no, there were there were girls. Um, yeah, and yeah there were some, there were some girls. That was physio. You see what I'm saying? <laughs> if you had a costume on and the other guys in jacuzzi, it's physio. It's not it's not sexy. So there was lots of there was there was some drinking. I don't think I had a lot. Um, and then it came time to leave, and when I when I left, a, I mean it was it, when I left, um, my car was gone. Oh no. And so I walked down the road, which is probably 20 meters from the house, to there's a T-junction, quite a vicious T-junction, that if you miss that T-junction, you kind of go down to someone's backyard, like 50 meters below. And someone who had stolen my car had taken the car from the house and crashed it into the, into the concrete kind of middle monarchy mm. of the T. So I was very upset, um, obviously, because this was my pride and joy. Um, and there were tow truck drivers there, and there was some police and so on and so forth. So anyway... Um, so yeah, someone someone obviously stole my car and wrecked it. The the bit that became apparent a couple of weeks later when I happened to come across the tow truck drivers who I was walking because now I was carless and I was walking through Woodstock where I lived, and this tow truck came past and then jammed on brakes and then an oak pointed out the window and like went yeah you crazy bastard <laughs> shouting at me and telling his mate and like yeah I know you 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 crazy and I was like what the hell happened and then I pieced it together by then getting hold of the um, the security guard who was there and basically what had happened was I had decided to leave the party in a bath gown as one does n- with no clothes on <laughs> and I had decided to drive home <laughs> and I'd driven uh, down the hill and made it to the middle monarchy smashed the car and then gone back <laughs> upstairs to, uh, to join the party <laughs> Amazing. and I passed out and then woke up put my clothes on I had no recollection I had no recollection whatsoever apparently there's something to do with body temperature and the consumption of vodka um, and then proceeded to to lose my lose my 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 stuff um, at the thought that someone had stolen my car, and <laughs> and only when I saw the tow truck driver like three weeks later, did then I started to go, hang on a second, something was missing, and then joined the dots, and apparently that's that's a hundred percent the Wolf of Wall Street uh, story. <laughs> that's incredible. Yeah. But in the mini twelve seven five, just as cool, yeah. just as cool. Yeah. Actually, you know, you reminded me of a similar story. If I may, you're done. No, no, I'm done. Yeah, it's a good so story. Thank I went you. to I went to visit a, a girlfriend borrowed my father's vehicle and parked it outside her house went upstairs all kosher stuff really huh 
her father arrived home mm. and said, oh, how did you get here? <laughs> <laughs> so I said, no, I parked outside. There's no car outside. And I was like, oh, shit, what the hell? It's my dad's car. I don't even think I'd asked him to borrow it. What car was it? It was a Bucky. Okay. <laughs> I went down to the very steep road outside and there was no vehicle. It was gone. So I phoned my old man, landlines back in the day. Shit, I borrowed your Bucky and it's gone. He's like, I'm, I'm going to be right there. We're going to go find him. So he arrives, drive down the road, and there we find the tow truck pulling a car out of a house. Are <laughs> <laughs> you serious? It had gone through their wall into their garden and just kind of missed their swimming pool. And this tow truck was almost had it out by then. It had been gone for like two hours, apparently. And yeah, so we recovered it. So it just r- rolled down. Well, apparently I didn't know how to leave it in gear. <laughs> okay, and uh, a neutral handbag. But well, how did you get out of the car? Cool, because you'd been hammering no, it there. So obviously, <laughs> obviously, yeah, the brakes had cooled, and uh, this happened a few times actually uh, in right, various yeah. vehicles. So yeah, I always leave it in gear. Huh? Mm. But yeah, it was a bit of a horror story, I suppose. That's a nasty one with yeah. a with a sort of a pearl of wisdom in there for us. Pearl of wisdom, handbrake, useful, in gear. In yeah. useful yeah. anecdote. Yeah. That was that was quite funny, and I survived. You did. The, Here you are. The blitzing that pizza I got. And, yeah. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Okay. Anyone one. else? Thank you. Yeah, you got I've, one more. I've got a. I've got one. Oh, cool. Um, it involves a tale of excess. Also in Cape Town. Sus- uh, car mm. launch. It was Sus- the new Ford Fiesta launch. I think. Two yeah, you'd have to get very pissed to even get through that. 2009. <laughs> yeah. I remember I was singing karaoke. Cheap, cheap canapes. I can see. Yeah. Cheap canapes. <laughs> uh, the, the risk you probably got, you probably drank a lot before you had any dinner and got well out of hand. Oh, yeah. Big time. See. I was singing Born in the USA <laughs> with uh, the MD of Ford South Africa at, at the karaoke. time. Karaoke. On a <laughs> table. <laughs> loving it. And he was loving it too. It was incredible. <laughs> Brilliant. So the, the party went on and the party went on. And then afterwards, people left and the place was empty and there were a couple of stragglers anyway the medic was there because car launches have to have medics you know health and safety so the medic's like we should go have a drink just down the road before we go back to the hotel i said yeah cool let's do it you know because i was young back then my alcohol i could i could i was like mike back then i could (laughs) i could handle myself so we end up going down the road can't handle himself by the way no he can't (laughs) But we like him to think he can. So we end up going down the road um, and we end up at this bar. And this bar, we go into it and I'm drunk and I suddenly realize that they're, they're just men here. <laughs> <laughs> and then I look up and I just see these like homoerotic images of sort of men wrenching on cars. And similar to pushing, your jacuzzi party. Exactly like that. So I was like, okay, I know exactly So this what's is very going. similar to the Ford launch then, basically. Yeah, <laughs> very much, exactly. <laughs> so I was like, oh, yeah, see, there's a little bit of like, you know, continuity here. <laughs> so anyway, that's beside the point. Try, so this medic tries to pick me up. I tell him, I'm, I'm not into that. Let's just have a drink, go back to the hotel, which we do. I go to my own room, he goes to his room. Everything's cool wake up the next morning and I've got the mother of all hangovers. Now, a car, a car launch hangover is brutal because you've got to get up early. Had to get up at 6, be in the car at 7 to go around the peninsula again en route back to the airport. Ooh. So, um, we pair up with our, our, our teammate because you always go two up in a car. And I had this old codger from PE or somewhere. I can't remember what his name was. But he, he loved to talk and, and he sat in the passenger seat. I had the first stint and we're driving along, we're doing Camps Bay and we go over the thing. Anyway, we end up on that pass that goes from Hart Bay 
over the over, over the thing. I don't know what that's called. I know the one you mean. It goes down from yeah the top of Lindadna all the way down into Heart Bay. Yeah, or no, Constantia Neck. Constantia Neck. Oh, the windy one. The windy one. Oh, I know that so one. he's I'm talking. Yeah, I'm yeah. pretending to be interested, and suddenly, the the scrambled eggs and and everything oh. I had in the morning to uh-huh. try and settle the the previous night's hangover. It's like uh, this is, I, I you know I I have to get out of here as quick as I can. <laughs> so, we're driving up Cliff Neck, and I realize that there's nowhere to pull over, because you've just got un- forest on either side. You've got forest, forest cars coming, and I'm just. I'm sweating. Beads of perspiration <laughs> are coming off me because I know what's going to happen. And eventually, we go around another tight corner and it happens. <laughs> but I had to... Hopefully out of the window. No, I had to choke it back down. No. Oh. Of course you did. And, and you enjoyed it. And the old codger yeah. next to me didn't, didn't actually realize this was happening and just kept on talking. And I was like, mm, yeah, that's right. And that's yeah, I agree. And this happened three more times before we, we eventually got to a halfway point in Musenberg and on a beach. Could, and yeah. I ran into this public toilet, and it was just it was like an Axel Rose Guns and Roses, just completely <laughs> over the top. I thought this is this is terrible, but, we but kind of cool the at the same time. <laughs> you know, cool. Kind of cool. Um, and it was just. It was and he, awful. Had no, he had no clue. No. Didn't, didn't he thought it, everything was hunky dory and I was Oof. fine? You know, I was a young, strapping young lad who enjoyed a couple of beers the night before. Oof. But uh, it came, it, it came close to me nearly wrecking a brand new Ford Fiesta from the inside, which is rare. Well, for well look, I mean, isn't that isn't that the? I've always thought that the Ford Fiesta, mm. the Chico, all of them, the, the reason that they had that funny coloured interior, yeah, and always that funky material, yeah, like a Tropicana. Was, so it literally, was the test that, that your car, you know, could vomit on it, yeah, and that you could just kind of wipe it off, and no one would know. <laughs> like the, I think that's how they chose oh, those interiors. Like a London Underground. Yeah, interior. exactly, yeah. exactly, yeah. like a London exactly. bus. Yeah, they're, they're going to be full exactly. of students. For yeah, the next twenty years. Yeah, you know, yeah. Uh, as well, vomit and cigarette burns. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah, So that was that's that's my automotive horror story. Is okay. it time for one more page? Nadav, you got one more? Yeah, I had one more. I mean, it's one more scary. Quick. Yeah. You know? um, oh. I, I was working as a community service officer outside of Johannesburg. It was about 70, 80 k's out. And so getting your car serviced at a Johannesburg dealership is a little bit of a logistical challenge because you have to work outside of Johannesburg during the week, but you also have to drop the car off early on a morning, and it started to become quite difficult. So I, I phoned the dealership to find out how I'm going to get my 206 1.6 XR serviced. And uh, Peugeot said that, well, um, what they can suggest is why don't I drop it off on the Saturday so that they can service it on the Monday? So I said, well, that's a splendid idea. Um, That'll work perfectly. I can make alternative transport to work on the Monday and you'll have my car and you'll work on it. So comes sort of Monday (laughs) afternoon and I'm wondering... Mm, you know, if I'm going to go pick this thing up, I, I better, you know, maybe I'll, maybe I'll call soon. And then uh, I remember exactly where I was uh, at pick and pay when I said, well, you know, I'm kind of running out of time. I think I better call them right now because if I don't leave in the next five minutes, I'm not going to make it before close of business. So I phoned Peugeot and I said, well, hi, um, I'm just wondering what's happened with my car. And they're like, well, which car, sir? So I said, well, the car that you have of mine and they said well we don't have your car <laughs> the so car was an awkward there. silence yeah. 
<laughs> uh, <laughs> I'm like, no, well, but you do have my car because I dropped it at you on Saturday morning and they were fairly insistent that they didn't. And so that was an interesting automotive horror story where it turned out that they'd lost it and then someone went to look for it and they found it parked somewhere upstairs. Uh, but for a while, it uh, seemed as if... Unserviced or so Unserviced. No one had touched it. Unbelievable. Um, but because, you know, Peugeot, Citroen, etc. are coming back to the country, I will add yeah. that they paid for my service in full. Okay. Era, so. Once they found your car. Once they That's found my car. So for a few minutes there, it was unclear what had happened to <laughs> the, you know, 150,000 rand car that I dropped off on the Saturday morning. And it you just know, had, it sort had of vanished. vanished. And nobody seemed too terribly perturbed. Um, <laughs> don't that, worry, so what happens all the time. Yeah. I'm sure it'll turn up. We would have sat there for like six weeks. If it was Toyota, they would have said, just choose another one from the back. No one cares about this crap. So there you have it. So basically the moral moral of the story is if you want a free service, go to the dealership, park your car in an obscure place. Yeah. Very clever. On the dealership grounds. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Go and drop Find the keys him. off yep. and say... Don't say anything. Don't, don't say, say anything. anything. Yeah. Don't My say car anything. is in here. It's here for a service. Okay, bye. Yeah. Yeah. Hop in the Uber. Go. <laughs> go. Find and then them find them on three Thursday. days later. Yeah. yeah. Oh, where's my car? <laughs> no, no, I spoke to... That's and that car. You pick a name. So who's the salesman who's just left? Like month end. So like a week after. And they say, but Nigel. Yeah, he's gone to, he's gone to Hyundai. Say, well, I spoke to Nigel. I left the car on Saturday morning, serviced it. Yokes have lost it. It's funny, Nigel sold us two Peugeots, actually. <laughs> he really did. We didn't discuss really. where Mike is. Uh, probably drinking. Probably drinking. Hard. But where? Sun City? No. Is the jail or the City? resort? Is the shul at Sun City? The shul moves with Mike. The yeah. shul moves with Mike. Wherever Mike is. Shul. Do they have a CrossFit box at Sun City? I don't know, bro. Is probably. it CrossFit portable? I don't know. I don't know what is CrossFit. It comes in a box, apparently. So it just unfolds <laughs> it in a box. Yeah. And he does something called a WAD. Does he take a wad of CrossFits with him? I don't know. I have no idea. I don't understand this stuff. But is there room in the Lamborghini for his vape? Do you think he fluid? took his Lamborghini to wherever he went yeah. and drove with the doors open the entire time there? Because yeah. I've never seen that car with the playing the playing the Rocky soundtrack <laughs> while vaping. Yeah. While vaping. Oh, uh, Michael. Michael. And bottles Michael. of tequila clanking Thank around you. on the floor. <laughs> anyway, okay. if you know where Mark is, let us know. Yeah. You can get us at, at Cargumentative. You can, yeah. on Instagram. We want photographs. We do. And then, you know, no, if you have any pictures of a Lamborghini Diablo with the doors closed, please forward them to us. Because <laughs> yeah. we don't believe that's possible. Yeah. Or, that's sus- a or suspicious smudge marks on the, on the, on the bonnet or windows. Or, or what hill hill marks in the, on the, the inside of the on roof. On the Alcantara headline, yeah, yeah. if it has Alcantara. I don't know. Anyway, guys, that's it. We're out of time. It's always a joy to have you in the studio. Thanks for joining me. Blessings. Thanks, Matt, for coming. Yeah. Thank you very filling much. Thank Mark. you for filling in. Yeah. You're always welcome. It's fine. My, you know, the, my place in the suburban uh, self uh, gratification club was filled by someone else's. So, uh, <laughs> <laughs> we'll, we'll be back to that tomorrow. <laughs> okay, ciao. Everyone. All right, guys, from me, Thomas Faulkner, and all the crew, catch you again next week. Andiamo. Peace, Thanks, everyone. Bye. Cheers, bye.